Hello! Welcome back to the Spilling the Tea podcast. Hello. Uh, I'm I'm a guy. Uh, <laughs> my name's Gabriel. But then you're your lady host, Princess Queen. <laughs> Tina Paul is is my mom. Um, and we meet every week uh, to to sample different teas for a wonderful tea review. Find out about teas here, but more importantly. Find out about Tina's life, because uh, she's spilling the tea with her nickname T, because uh, she's Tina. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting and storied, and um, also we have delicious teas. Yes, today is um, blood orange black tea. Blood orange black tea. Um, it smelled very citrusy in in. Leaf form. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Chunks of orange. Give it taste. Um, so I thought... Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. They, it, it actually said that... I mean, it truly is black tea with chunks of dried um, blood orange. Okay. You know, the rind and, and everything it, else. And that's... So there's nothing else in it. That's... that's it tastes like it. Um, it did say it was delicious iced. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's it is very, uh, very much what it, it describes. Just black tea, and then the the bitterness of tea rounded out with the citrus of the blood orange. Yeah. So the reason why I chose that today because I was thinking, um, maybe to go back to theater stuff. You know, some some more theater career, and then I was thinking, ouch. I oh. I know I have a thing in my arm. It, it 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 if I say ouch a few times, don't worry, it it gets stuck okay. down around my bicep. Um, yeah. <laughs> something that he has another another injury. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking a blood orange um, can look like a regular orange on the outside, um, but sometimes it has like some a little bit of red too, but. Um, when you cut it open, it's like a new world because it can be like really red yeah. or it could have veins of, of red within it. It's sweeter, depending on which country you get them from, um, sweeter than a regular orange. Yeah, when, when it's a fresh, when it's a good blood orange, it's fantastic. Yeah, if some that have been shipped too long or... Yeah. I don't know whether it's the ones from California. They can be a little bit too tart. Yeah, for around me. around here they're not um, great, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I love a good one. A good but. one. Oh, it's delicious. But I was thinking, it's kind of like each show you work on, you might think, oh, there's a pattern, like a regular on the outside. We're doing a show. This is surely a Valencia. But each each show as you open it up and work on it, has its own uniqueness and own different life and stuff like that. I have to cough because I swallowed this wrong. <laughs> Chuck. Um, <coughs> so yes, the, the lives of oranges uh, no. go on. No, do you know what I mean? And how I was thinking like the, the red veins inside there's are kind of like you when you work on a show, you become a family of that show, um, and then you get the next show, and you have a new family. But there are there are things that you do that, uh, um, 
can intertwine throughout the theater community. Sure. So, anyway, I'm kind of I'm, no, no, I'm but pushing as, this. As far as the family goes, <laughs> especially with uh, the ones that you've talked about going on tour and and living with them and 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 you, I mean, it is a group of people. Whether it's on tour, whether it's you know off Broadway, whatever, it is a group of people with a common goal. Right. To make themselves that, I mean, look the best. Wow! Some people, you know, some people do. Sometimes you have to. That happened. Uh, oh my God! I'm, I'm. See, I'm going to be skipping around. When I did um, a Midsummer Night's Dream in Central Park, it was. Uh, I was in it as cobweb, but I was. Um, you played a cobweb. Oh yeah, very very. It was it no 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 cobweb the the character. Well, I don't know the show. Oh, it's Shakespeare, Shakespeare in the park. It it's um a Midsummer Night's Dream. I I did read it. I read yeah with I, Oberon I and Titania and stuff like that. I just don't remember cobweb. Oh, but you wouldn't. I think I had one line. Okay, I was one of the fairies. I was one of you know cobweb is one of the fairies that has a name because because oh. because I had a couple of lines, <laughs> but anyway um. It was uh, William Hurt played Oberon. Somebody from soap opera played Titania. But Christine Baranski was in it, who is very well known now. Um, the Good Wife, The Good Fight. Um, oh, people will know her name. Okay. Don't worry. Um, but anyway, she's very funny. Wonderful actress. Really smart, too. Um, anyway... The, it was directed by James Lapine, and he he wasn't clear. I mean, I think it was only it's only like a three week rehearsal period. That's nothing. And uh, we did improv and table read stuff for the first two weeks. Two weeks. He, he didn't. We were all like, "Oh my God!" You know, we got to get this on its. Feet. And uh, <laughs> I became friends with Bill Hurt, but he was he was drinking a lot then, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so that was a little bit of a problem. And it was a gorgeous set outside um, in Central Park, and we had like live trees growing up. Our costumes were we the costumes could never get laundered because it was actually like. <laughs> unitards but real twigs and oh. stuff on them it, they I mean, that's were cool gorgeous but they could not get laundered so that we'd have to to cornstarch <laughs> every place you know to put in and every night is cornstarch but because it was outside and and we had these you know real grass and real bushes and real trees, which actually some of them were planted wrong, so some started to die to die before <laughs> the end of the production. But that meant that the that's the artistry of it. The though. bugs loved it, oh. so that there are times we'd have to be like lying, you know, as fairies, <laughs> these you know earthy fairies lying in uh, in the grass. And mosquitoes oh, no. all over. Anyway, oh, and James, he he didn't he wasn't being clear with what he wanted. This is before 
he connected with Sondheim and did Sunday in the Park with George and, and all of this. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to do things like, he wanted my costume to be earthy, like to have fake breasts on that would spout milk and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, just it was like bizarre to be bizarre. I said, "No, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be spouting milk." <laughs> you know? But anyway, what I was getting when you said to make yourself look as good as possible, Christine Baranski. As we got into the last weekend, we're heading toward opening. I saw her go. She played Helena. She. I saw her go in her brain. I'm saving myself. And so it was fascinating to watch her because instead of all this let's improv and stuff, she just zoned in what timing is going to be the best. And so she actually like directed herself through it. Fabulous. Yeah. She was, she was fabulous. But so there are times when it's like, okay, got to save myself. The, the ship's this. going down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's different from what I was joking about, of course. No, so but. it's a common goal to make us to make a successful show. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. an audience to include the audience with um, into what you're trying to portray. You know, with with whether it's an issue or whether it's comedy or you know whatever. Anyway, so um, I know uh, I'm going to try to go in some kind of order. Um, Okay, we had talked about we had talked about going on tour with Flo Dolly. We had talked about a chorus line a lot. This is now in between my two stints at a chorus line. Okay, it was about nineteen seventy nine, um, and my friend Jack Carter and I we auditioned for the Grand Tour, which I talked about also earlier with all of the troubles. And with, you know, having Tommy tune into Doctor. I did look up. Donald Sadler did end up being listed as choreographer. Tommy wasn't mentioned. Okay. So he probably just got a lot of money. <laughs> um, but, you know, and so talk, we talked about, you know, rehearse, rehearsing with that. Oh, and old news. But I, th I was thinking, the, what I didn't talk about is within the cast, some of the nicest people, fun Nice Florence Lacey had a lead. She was what a fabulous. She was in actually. She was in Night, the film Night of the Living Dead. Okay, the original. The original, like, um, you know, like B film, C film, you know, just this little independent thing. She it was filmed in Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania, and she was in it as. Like one of the zombie people that came back to life. One of anyway, um, but there were people in the cast. Like again, this is Jerry, Jerry Herman. That I, I swear because he's such a gentle was such a gentle, kind man. Um, he picked people. You know that that nice. matter of fact, the way that Florence Lacey got it is the role. She was at a party in California, okay. and um, Jerry Herman was there. And she, this is how she, this is I'm sorry, this is how she got 
Hello, Dolly. So Florence was in Hello, Dolly with me. Okay. With me. <laughs> I, I with her. <laughs> I in the cast. <laughs> she was a star. <laughs> um, and she also did the grand tour. Um, but so at this party, the role that she played is um, the one that sings, I forgot I've forgotten the, the character's name. Anyway, who sings the song Ribbons Down My Back, okay. which was always sung as a soprano. Okay. And what Florence did is at this party, you know, people were playing the piano and sing-alongs and stuff like that. She sang rhythm, uh, rhythm, Ribbons Down My Back, where she never went, she, she did a mix, but she, kind of belting it okay and that was it that's the way people sing all the time now but back then you were you know we soprano did soprano but she did that blend okay um so that it, it had a belty feeling um jerry herman was so blown out at the he had never imagined even he wrote it yeah he and he never imagined that it could sound like this hmm. and he went what are you doing i'm doing hello you know we're doing the revival of flo dolly you know of course she read for it and stuff like that sure too. but but that he just fell in love with her and anyway um so there was like um a, a woman named carol that was jerry herman's friend she was probably oh I don't know, 50 years old. And just, she could sing and she couldn't move very well, but she was just delightful. Um, she'd always say to me, you have the cleanest ears I've ever seen. The cleanest ears? Because... Did you wash I, your ears well? Well, I like to I like to take a face cloth, you know, and soap and... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to have clean ears. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But there was an, there's another... Are there people looking in other people's ears? I've never looked in another person's ear without it being like... Yeah, I mean, but around, well, especially when you wear earrings and stuff. Okay. You don't want to see like... You do have clean ears. I do. I, I'm, I'm I, noticing I, now. I, I, I do, they shine. They're shiny. They're shiny clean, <laughs> like a new penny. <laughs> I know. I, um, oh, my ears aren't... I don't wash my ear. I need to wash my ears. You gotta... Oh, you do. Yes. <laughs> It's just some hydrochloride. I, I dry, no, but it's not. You don't go in. I'm talking the outs. You know, hydrochloride. The 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 lobies and everything. The lobies. <laughs> anyway, so there was another lady named Grace Keegi, and um, she was late forties, early fifties. She actually she had a role. Again, I can't remember the, the characters' names in um, the Grand Tour, and. Again, delightful woman. She's someone who, when she was young, she sang, you know, and, and did a little bit of theater. Then she got married, had a full family, kids and everything, didn't do any theater, brought them up. When she became an an, an empty nester, yeah. you know, when they're off, she went back to theater, so now she's on Broadway. That's great. You know. But she had, she did have a bad back, and uh, I remember. <laughs> Excuse me. Remember, this is now my first Broadway show. Broad, I mean, yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. And um, so, uh, how did that feel? How did it 
feel when you when you got the role of of getting your first like Broadway show? Oh, oh I talked about this. It, it it's um no, I didn't. It was oh my god, you know, I had money from being on tour, but it's like I get to live in New York and it's Broadway. This is you know when as a little girl you're looking up and you looking at the 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 dancers and the singers with the eyelashes and the and the makeup and the magic um because my my mother did bring me to see oh i saw hello dolly this is back when i was little and back when it was affordable um yes of course <laughs> and uh, sound of music my fair lady matter of fact after seeing my fair lady my mother bought me the album and i memorized every lyric of um five, six years old, every lyric of every character in it. <laughs> and I would go in the playroom by myself and I wouldn't sing out loud, but I would put the album on and I'd enact all of the <laughs> songs. I was a great Henry Higgins. And <laughs> never Higgins. let a woman in your life, you know. Um, they used to, apparently, they used to, my family would look through the beveled glass or the, there was a glass door too and when I didn't know it and watch me and laugh at me. <laughs> but anyway, no. So being on Broadway was like a, a, a dream come true. Um, and I didn't know. I had always heard. I just assumed everybody's everybody's going to be nice and get along, you know, which kind of then freaked me out when it was like, oh my God, we have two different choreographers and all of this other stuff. Well, yeah, I guess if, if all you have is the, the image of it yeah. from the front, then you don't know. Now, I had but, been in a chorus line, you know, right, so I had right. so, always so seen wasn't like... the other side, you know, but no, a new show on Broadway um, with Joel Grey, you know, who's like, this is cabaret, man, you know, um, it just... So what I did with Grace is, what would happen is there there weren't that many folding chairs. This is when we were actually, we're out of the studio and we're actually on stage doing um, the blocking and getting into previews and stuff like that. <laughs> and she'd always be like, oh, my back is killing me. My back is killing me. And um, so what I did is I went out and I bought... A director's chair, oh. and I put her name on it, <laughs> Grace, and I even put like a little, like a little chain thing or something, on it. This is only for Grace, you know. You can, I mean, <laughs> private property, and uh, only if she allows you to sit in it, you know. If she's on stage, but she's coming, she's going to be able to sit down, yeah. you know. Um, and then things like, I mean, this is. Oh, the costume designer was Theone Aldridge, who was just fabulous, fabulous. I mean, a, a brilliant woman. So really good. Um, but I didn't know anything. And also, this was the first time of costumes that were mine. Oh. You know, um, it, it, otherwise, in, in a national tour, it's whatever's being done, you know, it's already right. been done, designed, a new show, even, I mean, for every chorus person, the care that they take of, you know, can you, 
how do those pants fit? You know, if, right. for a guy, the shirt, can you move in every direction? Yeah. And seeing the color palette. And I'll never forget being with her at a fitting. She gave me nice costumes. Oh. I mean, she gave me really cool. I, I had cool wigs and cool costumes and stuff. <laughs> but there was one that was like this reddish, reddish purpley or something plaid skirt. This, the show takes place back in the 40s. Okay. And I had like this aqua um, short sleeve little pullover sweater type. And I remember at the fitting going, that, these colors don't match. <laughs> I, mean, I mean... Right, yeah. You, they, know, I, I, so... you know, I I was very shy, but I went, they, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. You know, other people, you could see the palette yeah. matching. Yeah. And... All she said, she she smiled and she said, trust me. Okay. Under the lights and in the palette of the set and everything else, those that matched kind of blended. blended. Sure. These things, it it worked. It, you know, and that, that actually was the first time I think that I went, I'm, this is a new world. I, I don't, you know, uh, what you think doesn't work with style and stuff like that. It's like, it's the magic yeah. of theater. So the other thing about that show that I'll, I That's cool. did not think ahead for this, but when I talk about interconnection from show to show, all I knew <laughs> was that on opening night, you give presents. Okay, <laughs> right. You know, that's that was my image. It's opening night and, you, and <clears throat> everybody... So, I spent more than a week's paycheck because what I did is I went, but everybody has to get a present. <clears throat> so... Not only did I do everybody in the cast and the creative team and stuff like that, I bought bouquets, enormous oh, wow. bouquets of flowers and chocolates and stuff <laughs> for the entire wardrobe department, for the hair department, oh for the prop department, for the orchestra. I, I mean, it was, I spent so much money, <clears throat> but I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Because we're all in this together. Apparently, from a chorus person, that had never happened huh. before. And I remember Alice being wardrobe mistress. She was so impressed any show she worked on from that time on, she she wouldn't let anyone say anything bad about me, or or, you know, she she protected me. She made sure my costumes <laughs> were always fit just right. Yeah, and the same thing happened with like some orchestra members that I'd get to meet later. So you never know. And honest to God, it was just, this is opening, you know, <laughs> and 
And you're nice. Yeah. You're, and you're supposed to thank everyone. And from the time that I retired, people would still, you know, older now and stuff, but they, the backstage people remembered that, you know? Isn't that cool? That's really cool. It was, yeah. it was, and done just naively. You but, know, I but, well, I'll get to, you know, it was, that was, that was cool. Well, but the unseen backbone of the show can be underappreciated. Oh, for sure. Oh, of my all God. the elements that go I into it. I tell you, the way that some actors talk to dressers, I've seen bad behavior toward dressers and toward prop people. I was going to bring up props. And, of course, stage seems... managers. Yeah. But the things that affect the, the dancers... I'm not to stand the, the the actors, dancers, singers. They become so self-absorbed. It they they're just they're just plain nasty. Or like during a quick change, come on, come on, you know, hitting them. Oh my god! Move it, come on! Uh, uh, grabbing prop. You didn't put my prop. There's there's the ego um, of some of the. Some of the people, the, some of the onstage people, was just horrendous. Now, word like that spreads also. Sure. Um, and if, let's say, I've seen it, left, let's say the director or the choreographer or something was close to one of the backstage people, or especially like somebody like Alice, who was, she was queen of the wardrobe mistresses, right. you know. Yeah. Um, you might not get the next job that you audition for because you're known as bad news. Right. You may be great on stage, but bad news. You know, I've, I've seen it. Actually, I've even... Mm -hmm. I was giving the auditions for... Um, this is... I'm skipping way ahead. Um, they were putting... Trevor Nunn, English, who did Phantom of the Opera, was putting together the carousel that was going to be at Lincoln's... I touched the mic, did oh, I ruin okay. it? it's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, that was going to be at Lincoln Center. Center. And um, Gillian Lynn was the choreographer. And she was the choreographer for Phantom. She was the choreographer for this. So they fly over from England for auditions. Okay. Um, wow. They yeah. they needed someone to... Jillian needed someone to give the auditions because she wanted full ballet bar mm -hmm. first, then these really hard things that she was going to put in the show. She had in... She had to... I mean, there's one major male dance... Uh, Part in Carousel, and same as a major female dancer. It was it was hard stuff. So, because I knew people at Lincoln Center, I mean, I was known. I was known in New York. Yeah, by that point, for sure. Oh yeah, oh no, because this is like if we did, had a whole time skip. Uh, a decade. This is toward the end. End. I'd have to look toward the end of the eighties, maybe. 
And I had done a lot of choreographing by then and stuff. Anyway, I'm going I'm going to one story. So I was hired to give the auditions. Okay. Um, and then I had the choice to if I wanted to stay with the show as dance captain afterwards. I didn't. Uh, but anyway, okay. So giving the auditions, um, you know, we're sweating, but but and it was hard. Your choreography was was hard, but you know, giving an audition. Right. So what happened is on a break. You know, they had cut some people out, and then on a break, I went outside. I went out into the hallways, mm-hmm. and a lot of people knew me too. I mean, I've you know I've been around. You know, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, I'm out there, and there was a guy. You spilled. You spilled your tea. I spilled my tea you, all over literally, me. Literally, I, I spilled. I don't the have. Tea. I, I don't have a thing here. It, it's okay. It's mostly on my arm. Okay. There's two drops on the couch. That's all right. This is dog proof. It's dog proof. So, so, so it's so probably it will, tea proof. It will come off. Um, I'm gonna take a sip of tea. Well, that's that's all really cool where this is going so far. So. There was a guy, I've forgotten, I wouldn't say his name anyway, and uh, he was pretty good, but all right, out in the hallway, I hear him bad-mouthing the choreography. I mean, like, really bad-mouthing it. Huh. And then, so... In in what way? Of... of why is it so fucking hard? You know, what's what's she trying to prove? Oh, this choreography stinks. You know, I'm just... But it's about... Why do we have to go through this whole whole thing of taking a bar? I mean, just complaining it, about everything. Because it's going to be in the show, and a hard dance is... <laughs> so, I I went, I'm just going <laughs> to... You know, there's one thing if if you're outside and I mean everyone's sweating. That's you like know. An, I'm sorry, but that's like an engineer going. Why is this calculus got to be so hard? I, I don't. I mean, sure, they, I'm sure they and do it, just, but it's like and you're auditioning for the show. Yeah. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah. Which I have done. Oh. <laughs> no, um, that's another. Story. That's another. So we'll have time. Um. So I went. I'm gonna <coughs> just listen to him a little bit longer because. Um, and this, now, I'm out there. He sees, he knows who I am. Right. He's even saying to me. So, I, I mean, he knew I was only giving the audition, that it wasn't, my, you know, my stuff. What is with it? Have you ever worked with her before? I mean, this is blah, 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 blah. Yuck, 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 bad mouth, bad mouth about Jillian <laughs> Lynn. So, I just listened, and then I went back inside, and I went, okay. Moral dilemma, Tina. You are hired only to give the audition. They are going to be choosing people because they were getting down to, you know, to maybe like the last 20 guys. Because they were finding chorus members and stuff too. And I went, he's bad news. If he's saying this at an audition... right. Where, where he wants the job. Fighting for the job. Yeah. What is he going to be like if he gets, gets it? it? And feels entitled to have it. And have, 
he wasn't so good that he, he somebody else, he was dispensable. Yeah. I mean, somebody else with the same technique. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, there's the table, there's Jillian, there's Trevor, there's, um, um, represent the musical director Frank um I see again my my brain um the casting director from Lincoln Center they're all sitting in the front and they're going through and they they pulled in and they went maybe you know let's I'll I'll, I'm gonna say his name is Bill sure um you know this bill was is a possibility and I said okay this is not my business, but I'm going to tell you something, and then it's up to you, because you know the type of talent, the technical, the acting, the the voice. You know what you need. Yeah. So I told him about what he said outside, and I said, not my business, sounds like bad news. Maybe just, just you know, yeah. now it's in your lap, but... Again, uh, but to, how you present yourself is part of the audition too. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, there are people you know who are because it might be a forever job. Or yep, not forever, but like three years, yeah. five years. And you know, there are people in auditions who are like so nice, you know, they and everything to the point that, and know. then they get the job and it's like, oh my god, what a bitch, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so you put on your best behavior. Had he only been talking to his friends, sure, that's one thing. But to say it to me when I'm giving the audition, <laughs> it's like, fool, yeah, you fool, damn fool, yeah. <laughs> so the the heads at the table, I said, now now I'm out of it, you know. But I again putting a show together is hard. And you are supposed to be all going for the same goal. Yeah. Pull, pull, let's pull together. You don't want bad apples if you can avoid it. Sure. So they let him um, do the combinations, and then they cut him. Well. So you never know, you know. Um. So what about when when you walked out? Of, when did you not take a... Oh, oh, God. I This was the audition for the film of A Chorus Line. And the choreographer was a, an L.A. choreographer, you know, his movies. Yeah. And uh, from California. And um, they were holding the audition... The combination absolutely sucked, you know, but that happens. Sure. You know, I mean, you're not, you're paid, you do the choreography, you, you know, you're paid, you do it. But he was so rude, oh. demeaning and nasty and just rude that I went, I don't care, I don't want to work for this guy. Yeah. So, and he, he, I was good, you know, so he wanted, he did a cut and I was still there and, uh, he said, I went, I can't remember exactly, but I remember 
being in the back of the room, and he said, "Now I, I was a little snarky. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not proud of this moment, but he said, he said something so rude right at us, and I remember turning my back, and it was like." At me. I mean, at, you know, not us. He said something at, at me that yeah. I just didn't like. So I just... Was it involving your your dance or... He, or saying something to make you feel stupid and... and just demeaning? Yes. And something, something that's... I, see, I can't remember. It's something that struck me as a female... And being put down. And it wasn't about my technique. It was something to make you feel stupid. I, for example, it. I'm, now I'm remembering kind of. He was the type of person. He did have an assistant. But he was the type of person who would show like six counts of eight once. <clears throat> And then you'd, you'd supposed to pick it up. What are you... And it was like bizarre choreography. What are you, crazy? Right. Then right. the assistant would do it again because we were all like, hello, you know. <laughs> That's a lot. That's... I, I, I've even forgotten what one, you know, yeah. count one is. You yeah, know? yeah. Can we, can we go back? She yeah. then would demonstrate it but every time she did, she'd have different counts to it. It was a mess. So it was so disorganized and so they were in the wrong, the yeah. way that they were going about this. So to make us feel stupid. For not picking up something that, yeah. And we're trying as hard as we can. Of course. You know? And I'm sorry, I was really a good dancer. For, so for somebody like me yeah. to not get it, and I, I'm a choreographer, I'm a dance captain, I'm an assistant choreographer, I I know yeah. choreography and counts. You're the one who teaches. I know styles. Yeah. I know, you know. And so when you said it to me, ouch, it was my arm again. No arm. I just, I turned my back on him. He's still talking to me <laughs> while my back is turned, saying like, turn around. With my back still toward him, I picked up my dance bag and I headed for the door. I was like, you are dead to me. You know when I say somebody, when I, when you are out of my life, you are dead to me. Yeah. I didn't say anything to him like, you know, you fucking asshole, you know, or oh, anything. But... Just head held high, walk out of the room. Sometimes it feels really good to burn a bridge. Yeah. Especially I mean, if it's one you don't need. You know, I would have liked the job, you know, of course, you know. But sure, but... Not not at, not at that expense. Especially not, if, if they're not prepared for the audition or they're expecting that level of, of impossibility from the audition, then the actual... Oh, it would have been miserable. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so... Okay, so that was, um, that's basically Grand Tour. 
it was it was lovely. The good thing from that is by having a an on Broadway show credit is that then the next thing I did I was um, there was a, a an industrial that was called the Milliken Show. This is in New York at the Waldorf Astoria. Ooh. Two and a half weeks. You have you have a long rehearsal period. It is Milliken is uh, they make cloth. Okay. Like to make designer pants. Um, I mean, from designer to Yegar, you know, or, or something. Sure, it, but it, it, to make clothes. Like Louis Vuitton. Well, I mean, it wasn't, no. Oh, it's not level of Louis Vuitton. No, I, no. It was more more for practical, upscale. Okay. Practical. For, you know, women with the, you know, the the business women. It's like woman. Hugo Boss. I don't know. I, I know my designers. Um. <laughs> it's like clothes that you would buy at Macy's as opposed to Walmart. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? We're, we're at like still reasonable clothing to own, but but the higher end of reasonable. Right. And so it, it was all of these manufacturers and clothes and, and designers and stuff would come to see this show. The show Very was like full hour and, hour and a half long. It had this, the chorus was the cream of the crop of Broadway. Um, stars in, I, I met so many different stars, huh. would do acts, you know, even like, well, you probably want Elkie Summer and Burt Lund. Elka Ginger Rogers. Elka Seltzer and Ginger Ale. The stars of Broadway would be, you know, their own numbers. In it. Cool. So it was... It was quite a long rehearsal period because these were big numbers, and just and you would wear the like a like a clothes fashion, made out of the cloth, like yes. a fashion show, but, but as a full and full full performance. major. I mean, Michael Bennett was the choreographer director um, before. This was the first time I met Graziella Danielle. She oh. was the director, uh, the choreographer of it. I've forgotten who directed it but it, big numbers and the thing about it was okay so not only prestige but they paid great sure um we had a great weekly salary um and then at, <clears throat> excuse me at the end now this is back in 79 was my first one we would get like a two thousand dollar bonus. Oh wow! That's a lot of money. Yeah. That yeah. Graziella like twenty five thousand dollar bonus. That's like a down payment on a house back then. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was the audition for it was terrifying because high stakes. I well, you're in with the cream of the crop, and once you're in it. As a, Mil- a Milliken girl or Milliken boy, you could, you didn't have to audition again. So you could go oh. year to year. So there was a hierarchy. Sure. Anyone knew coming in um, what you had to, you know, be accepted and really good. Yeah. You know, or, or I mean, it was a, it was like, 
being invited into an exclusive club. Sure. So what happened is I went to the audition, and Bayark Lee, who was from a chorus line, who was, I told you, was like the production. She was, she's the one who taught me the show and stuff like that. Um, of course, she knew me. And she recommended, she was there with Graziella, um, and she she pointed me out to Graziella and said, keep your eye on her. Huh. I remember standing there so scared. <laughs> we had to, and we had to, like, wear, I remember wearing, like, a pencil skirt with a slit up the back so I could move, but you had to look like you were wearing... The, the designs bi- the that, that wear. exactly that type of thing. I remember exactly what I had on. I was so scared because they typecast you first, which is the most horrible thing. You don't get a chance to show your talent. You're just looked at but for your size, your weight, they're your fashion height, designers. Your color. They're looking for models first, it, and then kind of, kind of, yeah. And how you'll fit in with the rest of the um, the veterans, the, the, sure. the, vet, the, who have the people in. that they know are going to be there. Yes. So standing there, <laughs> my knees <coughs> were shaking so hard. It wasn't. <coughs> it wasn't like they were bashing together. <laughs> my kneecaps were traveling up and down <laughs> like a needle on a sewing machine. Literally, both of them. And I went, I I couldn't control it standing there. And I looked down, and my entire skirt was shaking too. And so I went, oh, my God. I'm, I This has to be noticeable yeah. that my entire lower half... Is just vibrating. Is, is just vibrating. <laughs> Not even like a little bit like leaves on a tree. This is sewing machine <clears throat> industrial size. You know, blah, 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 blah. and thank God for Bayark because she did say, "Keep her. Right. You'll, you'll you'll like her." Um. So then we got to dance, and I got in. Four of four of us got in. Or three. Three or four of us. Smitty? I've forgotten her name. Tall. Me. Anyway, (laughs) so that, by having a Broadway credit. Now, what almost made me lose it, not get hired, is they wanted their, their... most desirable thing was people who were currently in a Broadway show. Not just Broadway credits, but currently currently in. in. Which is really hard because these were breakfast shows. The show started at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh. I would get up 3, 4 in the morning, you know, to warm up and everything else. Nice. Um, So the people who were in shows... Let's say your show comes down at 11 yeah. at night. You're still wired. Yep. And it, the only, the, uh, we would have, we wouldn't have, a, we'd have a morning show, but on matinee days, 
you know, there wouldn't be a show. And some days there would be a 7 o'clock show, 7 a.m. and a 2 p.m. So then they would have to... And this, oh it was God. hard. It was a lot of choreography. So that then those end shows would have to go and do their show at night, too. Jesus. <laughs> Rough schedule. So I was lucky in that way that I... I the Grand Tour had already closed. So, um, I mean, unfortunately. But anyway, so that... That was good. Nice. Um, then I went back to a chorus line. Bum, bum, skip ahead. With with getting that, what, what was like? What was it like? What was it? The actual. Oh, okay. I was terrified <laughs> because again, it's that thing of these are broad. These are the cream of the crop. Broadway, and now I'm in with them. And I always assumed there were some fabulous performers, some mm-hmm. not not as good, you know. <laughs> um, so I actually, this is kind of important. I um, that's what I'm here for. I was, we would rehearse, you know, nine to six or nine to five every day, and um, I I would bring my own lunch. Because I didn't know anybody, and <laughs> me, shy, 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 you know, super shy. And you don't, you don't talk to the big people, right. you know. You, I mean, you hierarchy, you show respect. So at lunchtime, I always did, when I woke up in the morning, I always did my own bar at home. Um and I work at least for 45 minutes because my philosophy was, even if I was going to class right after, my philosophy was if you do your stuff at home, your body is already warmed up so that when you go into class, you're not using, let's say it's a ballet class, you're not using the bar to warm up your body but to improve. Right, sure. So I had, I always did a, my own thing at home before going to rehearsal. Then at lunch, because I was so shy, you know, they were all talking, they're going out <laughs> and, and, you know, going together to eat, eat together at restaurants and stuff. I stayed in and I would do the New York Times crossword puzzle <laughs> and eat my lunch and then I'd do a bar. So what, because sometimes in rehearsal, you're standing around or you're not doing that much. Or you're not being, you know, it's not yeah. your number. You're not being used that much. So I wanted to make sure I kept my technique up and everything else. And uh, Graziella noticed, hmm. who is this girl? She does a bar every day. And then she started looking at my technique. And um, so I stood out to her that way. I stood out enough that then we, uh, she was going to be choreographing the revival of The Most Happy Fella on Broadway. Me! Yes, you are. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, and she... From doing Milliken, 
And she knew, I mean, she knew Michael Bennett, of course, you know, and stuff like that. Well, and the word, she asked around about me. Right. And the word came back. Of. She's she's a good one. She's yeah, one of the good ones. One of the good you know. ones. Mm. So for Most Happy Fella. Gives the best presents. Um, just. No, I just want to think good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm shy. Shy, shy, shy. I mean, as a person, I you know, it was, she's good people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for Most Happy Fella, she said, I want you in it. It was the, the dancing chorus, four guys, four girls. It's a small chorus. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yes. it was hard. We won't have time to talk all about that. No, we, we've but, got... Um, but so so what happened, this will be a good place, is uh, she said, you just have to come in and sing. The musical director has to, and this is Jack O'Brien was directing, you know, you have to audition in that sense. For me, you, I, for me you're in. Sure. So I went, I sang well enough, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, I could read and stuff. So I, I got, that was my second Broadway show. Um, wow. And that one, too. I can talk a long time about that one. It was so, so much fun. So hard. Each number. I actually have a tape of it. Oh, wow. So hard. And, you know, she, she had me featured in it and stuff like that. But what was so cool about it is... It was, the cast was a mix of, there was still, this was the time when there was still a dancing chorus. So we, you know, we had to sing, but we didn't have to sing. Sure. Like, like the, you didn't have to be a triple threat. Um, musical theater chorus, but a large amount of opera. Huh. Doing musical theater. Um, so I got to, it was like, oh my God, here's another whole world. The leads were opera singers. Um, I, and so it was like this, 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 this blood orange new family of um, the mix of arts. You know, so that you you'd get to appreciate. They appreciated what we did, and we appreciated what they did. And they would have to be in numbers. You okay. know, they didn't. It wasn't like they just stand there with a spear. Sure. You know, sure. <laughs> sing. It was actively involved. So again, some of the nicest people, the most fun. Good people. So why don't we why don't we stop it there? Yeah, that's a happy good, fella is that's a good so near, for happy fella near and dear to my heart in so many ways in so many ways. All right, all right. Um, we will probably take next week off as far as posting because we're going to Vegas. We, yes, when they hear this, we'll have already we'll yes. be on our way home. Yeah, we'll be on our way home. But um, as far as recording and things like that, it might be tough to make it work for the the following week for posting. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I've got I, I've got stuff. I'm going on a ski trip after that. Just a whole thing. Yes. So, and it's and and 
Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. All you lovely people. Uh, this It's such a Valentine's episode. Yeah, nice people. If you wanna... That's the thing. It isn't about whether you have a lover or something. There's friends that are just loving yourself. If first. you want a Valentine's episode, go back and listen to Lover's Leap. That one is is our <laughs> romance episode. True. Nah, that's about the stalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you Clink. for listening. Cheers. Thank you, Gabe. Cheers. <sighs> bye bye. See you in two weeks.